Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. Um, before we get into it, I do want to ask you guys to please subscribe, rate, review, and then share this podcast if you enjoy it. On this show, we got to talk Tyler Hero, Kenny Payne, Brad Calipari, um, and White Shooters. Right. And we'll preview Vandy uh, a little bit, but you know, with the quick turnaround, we still have a, some stuff to cover from Kansas. But we'll start today, Kyle. We got a chance to talk with Kenny Payne instead of John Calipari. And in most instances, when you don't get to talk to the head coach and you have to talk to the assistant, it is... I don't want to say a downgrade because the assistant is inferior necessarily, but the head man kind of pulls more weight. But when we get to talk to Kenny Payne, he's always super insightful. And today was no exception. Yeah, I mean, like, and if if John Calipari was the one saying a lot of the things that Kenny Payne was saying, they would get a lot more attention because Cal is on, you know, Cal is what he is. He's like on his message. He's the sort of the carnival barker sometimes. Mm -hmm. He's... Uh, gonna say a lot of his catchphrases over and over. Usually, be non-specific. You can ask him a question about one thing, and he's whatever his talking points for the day are. He's gonna spit them out. Kenny Payne just always thoroughly answers the specific question you ask. As as much as he's, I'm sure there's things he's not supposed to say, and he mm-hmm. won't. But if you ask about a player, he's great talking about him, and he was again today. Uh, he was incredible talking about Tyler Hero, um, talking about sort of his swagger and, and well, let's let's we'll do a whole segment on Hero next, yeah. but I want we'll start with the big guys because that's I mean that's kind of Kenny's mm-hmm. specialty and uh, the thing and this will have a slight Hero connection, um, but what was most interesting to me and to your to your point about Calipari sticking to his talking points, he the last two or three media availabilities he's discussed how he's showing PJ Washington, Kelda Johnson film of when they run hard in a game and how good they look and how much of a game changer that is. Yes. And, and Kenny Payne went into more detail about how they're trying to show that even more in practice. Yeah. They're running, basically running sprint drills. Tyler hero said they're doing, uh, like 15 trips down and back in a minute and a half or something. Um, and it's, he said the three of, he, he included Tyler hero, which I think a little bit surprised me. Um, but PJ Washington, Kelvin Johnson, Tyler Hero, I think he said Olympic yeah, he style said Olympic. Olympic style sprinters. Uh and he said when they run the floor like that, even if they don't score, it sends a message like basically we can blow your doors off. Because it you know, that's some pretty breathtaking athleticism when you see six you know, six six. I think Tyler's listed at six five. Keldon 6'6", six, six, PJ 6'8". Six, I, I still think Tyler, guys. Tyler is the same height as Keldon. Yeah, Keldon just might is be a little six, bit six, longer. But fly, those guys flying down the floor, not a lot of teams have that. And it uh, and certainly, more often than not, it does end up in them making a basket because well, you're uh, getting out in transition and you get easy layups and dunks. Well, and the one thing that you kind of see, and to your point about how, well, to Kenny Payne's point, that when they run the floor, it doesn't mean that they're going to score, but it means something good's going to happen to Kentucky because several occasions you'll see Hagans just go down the middle and yep. the rest of the team uh, defense is so concerned about the guy sprinting that Hagans is just able to yep. maneuver and then yeah. go right up and finger roll it in. I mean, if you got two guys on, you know, a guy on either wing in some instances flying down the floor and, you know, 
now the way PJ shot the ball, whether it's PJ Keldon or Tyler, mm-hmm. either they're coming in for a dunk or if they're set if they're sprinting down the floor and setting up on a wing, all three of those have to be respected as shooters. And so, you know, like you say, Ashton Hagens, he's quite fast himself, initiating everything, can just zoom right down the middle. Um, it's interesting to as they as they get down some of the basics. It's interesting to hear over the course of a season the other little areas that they start trying to work on that like where they see we can exploit people here, and I think yeah. that's one of them. Yeah, and the other the other big that Kenny Payne kind of talked about in detail a little bit was Nick Richards, who we talked about a ton. Um, but Payne kind of spun it a different way in the sense that is it is it fair to say that he was throwing some shade at other programs because he said that if Richards had gone to a different school, he might have just been parked down low and been underneath the basket his whole career. And here they're trying to get him to do other things, and uh, he wants the, he wants Richards to, to be able to defend all five positions. Yeah, I mean it. it Maybe that's a Duke shot, Mark Marcus Bolden. No, that's what I mean. I, I, we, uh, we can interpret things be, a little yeah. bit, but um, that wouldn't shock me. Um, but you know, he said like as we've mentioned, five blocks in nine minutes. He called it ridiculous. Uh, he said he's a kid. You know, he's a an, an unusual big man in this era of basketball. He's a seven footer who can do all the interior things, but he can do more. Um, and he said if if he'll put it all together, and I think we're slowly seeing that happen, but once it's all together, he said every NBA franchise will want that kid, mm-hmm. and he'll play for a long time in the NBA. And the thing at the very end of the thing I wrote about Nick for The Athletic this past week about his confidence and how his girlfriend, the volleyball star, Leah Edmond, is helping him with that, um, I threw in a thing at the end that I'd gotten from Seth Greenberg earlier in the year, and his point was if Nick – is smart and will just understand like it's okay to be at Kentucky and not be a one and done or a two and done that if, if he'll be a three, three year player or a four year player at Kentucky and just keep building on what he's learning and growing as um, that he'll be a 10 year NBA player. Yeah. Like if he doesn't, if he doesn't short the process, he's got a chance to develop into a guy that the NBA wants. And not only that, but a guy that'll last because Seven footers with seven five wingspans who can run the floor, who do have a little touch. I mean, when we've seen him make that hook shot, when we've seen him make, you know, the the little short jump shot, mm-hmm. you can see that Nick's got some skills. He can be, he can play. Well, I think in the modern NBA. Well, that's and that's the thing when you're when you're spinning it forward to the NBA. It isn't that the NBA is doesn't love size anymore. They just love skill more. And I mean, you know. Porzingis right. is seven foot. Yeah, if you're Durant, huge with skill, they love you too. Exactly. So they that, don't want a they don't want a seven foot, three hundred pound dude do who's just anchoring down low. Um, we'll wrap uh, with the big guys talk from Kenny Payne was with Reed Travis. And did you did you ask? Were you asking him about his progression, or that was somebody else? I asked him one of the questions about what what does he say to yes. Nick when no, I'm to sorry Reed. to Reed when he starts like he did against Kansas, with which is the regression they talked yeah. about, and he said. The regression is natural because when you're a fifth year senior and you've had all the success doing it one way, you got muscle memory. You're gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna go back to some of those. And Reed has a lot of a lot muscles. of muscle to have those <laughs> memories. Uh, but I said, what do you say to him? Is there something you say to him when he starts like Kansas reverting? You know, three or four trips down, the hesitate, the gather, the ball fake, ball fake, then the you know contested miss. Um, and he said, Reed, the great thing about Reed, and this must be, this must feel like a an absurd luxury for Kentucky coaches. He said, with Reed, it's so, as simple as pointing it out. And he goes, got it. 
all right, fixed. You know, like he's yeah. a senior. He knows what he's doing. You say, hey, Reed, you did it again. Go back. Do it the right way. Okay, coach. I'll do it the right way. And then does it the right way for the next 30 minutes and dominates Kansas. So um, I thought that was interesting, too, just that it's as simple as just point it out and, and he gets it fixed. And we've seen that some. Yeah. You know? Early in a game, he'll do that, and then, and then he finishes the game uh, strong. I thought also interesting, I think it speaks to Reed's personality. Talking to him after the game, I was asking him about that, and he almost it almost felt like he was a little offended by the idea that he of his revert, reverting because one of the things he said is a lot of times he likes to feel out the opponent. I want to I want to get a sense early for how are they going to defend me, and then I'll react to that. Mm-hmm. I think the coaches kind of want him to go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah. But he's a thinker. He's a you know a, a more thoughtful person, analytical person sometimes to his own detriment. But I thought that was interesting too that he just said like sometimes I just want to see like okay are they going to body me are they going to yeah. how are they going to defend me are they going to double me is this guy going to you know be a shot blocker whatever it is um, and I'll figure out how to maneuver around it. What, well, I think what we've seen is he can over the course of a game at some point he often and almost always does figure out a way to score in the post. Yeah. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk about Tyler Hero. He was fantastic today, and Kenny Payne on Tyler Hero might have been even more fantastic. But before that, we do want to tell you guys about First Watch, which was recently voted Lexington's Best Breakfast. And Kyle, I know you love to go there with your family. Yep. Folks have been listening to this podcast for a while or probably uh, probably familiar with my story, but it's a true story that they are great to us, great to uh, our kids, the staff is always very friendly, and the food is fantastic. They don't serve dinner. It's only lunch and breakfast. Uh, but the breakfast, I go there most for breakfast. My wife takes clients there for lunch. Uh, Million-dollar bacon is a must. Yes. I mean, I, even no matter what you're getting, you should order a side of million-dollar bacon. It's candied bacon. It's fantastic. Uh, all the pancakes, waffles, all the breakfast food, it rocks. Couldn't recommend it more. Uh, as Kyle mentioned, they are just a breakfast and lunch spot open from 7 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. every day, and they get busy. But right now, First Watch has a mobile app. You can go, and you can check on wait times, and you can actually even get in line before that. So if you're interested, you can download that mobile app. Uh, so go check them out. they got three Lexington locations, all locally owned, and there's a couple up in Cincinnati and some in Louisville. So if you're in those areas listening, there's a First Watch co- close to you. First Watch. It's fresh. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tyler Hero, we'll start with what Kenny Payne had to say. And Kyle, I'll let you paraphrase since you are the wordsmith and you have to quote people for a living more than I do. Um, <laughs> what what uh, Kenny, <laughs> the Kenny, money quote. Yeah, Kenny said, you know, he was talking about what I think everybody has seen, sort of Tyler Hero's natural swagger. Um he said that he tells him, KP, I'm a dog. And I think Jerry Tipton said, what, is it, what does that mean? And I'm, he's a dog. And he, he had offered a long explanation, but the, the short of it was he wants people to understand that I'm, I'm not just a white kid who can shoot. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I've, I and others, many of us, have asked Tyler a bunch of different times and ways this season, like, why do you think it is that everybody thinks you're just a, a, a shooter? And he's always danced around, and he's like, yeah. well, I guess that's just kind of how it is. And I said, I asked him that today. I said, but, but what it is is you're, you're white, right? Like, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess people see a white kid, they think all they can do is shoot. Yeah. And he said that uh, 
you know, on the road, people give him a lot of uh, a lot of white shooter type comments. And one, the best one recently was, "When are you going to start tripping people?" Yeah, because a la Grayson Allen, he said that people have called him like Grayson Allen on yeah. social media. I think as well. So yeah, so uh, we finally stopped dancing around the idea that you know people think white guys who play basketball. And he said, like, if we were just on a playground and you didn't know my skin color, you would just say like he's a ball player. Um, and I think that's that was Kenny's big point. He, he said, uh, and we talked about this, uh, I think, on yesterday's podcast. Um, he he basically was a uh, he didn't he was two for nine in the Kansas game, mm-hmm. but he was a net positive uh, because of how he defended LeGerald Vick, the one guy on the perimeter who could have lit Kentucky up, and he didn't. Tyler Hero pretty well shut him down in the second half. Uh, was glued to him. Basically, said that was the marching order. Don't don't yeah. help off him if he's going to let him get an open three and get you know stay on him, stay connected. And he did that, and he's he's made huge strides defensively. He said he's a hundred percent better than at the start of the year uh, defensively. And Kenny Payne said if you're non basketball people are going to look and say miss shots, basketball people are going to see his energy. They're going to see his uh, defense. They're going to see how he drives and how he passes. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that Kenny says he's one of the you know best guys sprinting the floor, um, and that made me feel feel real good about myself because we mentioned it on the yeah, podcast before. I know, this. We were both kind of grin. I could see you in the corner of my eye. We're both kind of grinning. Yeah, we're basketball bennies. We know the game, uh, but you could see. I mean, if you're paying attention at all, you yeah. could see like the guy you had to worry about besides Lawson was Vic, and he didn't do anything, and Tyler Hero was the guy on him. Yeah, that very basic understanding of how things happened would tell you that he did a pretty good job and denied him shot. The thing, too, wasn't just like it wasn't contests or whatever. It was literally just denying him getting the basketball. Yeah, and because the thing with Vic is he makes contested shots. Right. And you, I think if you watch the game late, you saw him right. make a Catch couple. Catch and shoot of, guy. Is just, if, you, if you can't get the ball, you can't score. Exactly. Um, so that was big. Um, and I, I thought Tyler was just really – I actually spent the entire – the way these pregame interviews work for our listeners is we'll get a coach – uh, often after the players today it was before and we get two players on kind of opposite ends of the interview area and uh, the horde of media splits up and usually spends a few with one and a few minutes with the other I spent the entire time today with Tyler because I thought he was really good and, mm-hmm. and thoughtful and interesting and uh, the other really good story that came out of that asking about because I, I asked Kenny sometimes it makes me laugh I said does it make does it ever make you guys as a staff laugh yes. his Tyler Hero's level of confidence, like his swagger, is like because he, you know, at Auburn they win the game, and he says, "I just like beating people who don't like us." Uh, and you can see some of the like bordering on like totally cocky, yeah, from him. And Kenny told a story about being at the Bahamas, in the Bahamas, and and Tyler said he to afterwards that he thought it was in, against Mega B Max, and that was the game that all those guys were amped up for. They they. Everybody, they heard everybody saying that was a team that could beat them, and they wanted to just bury them, and they buried them. And it was like by the end of that game, it was like the Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, run outs and dunks. And Tyler had a play where he went left and uh, had like a like a jump stop type uh, hop through left handed finger roll off the glass or something. And Pitt, Kenny said he turned to run down the other end and he looked at me and winked. And he, Kenny said he was trying to ignore it, but after the game, the official said. Kenny Payne, did you see what he did? He said, yep, he winked at me. Um, and Tyler remembered that story as well, and he said, I don't know, I just uh, I was feeling it. And he said, he, he, he and Payne have a great you, – what you'll hear from every player who deals with Kenny has a relationship with him. They have a great relationship. 
the kids think so much of him. You know, they, he's the guy I think that they ha- that has the most like sort of yeah back and forth and banter with these guys. I think as hard as he can be on them, I think he probably plays the good cop a lot in the good cop bad cop of John yeah. Calipari. Uh, that was Payne's other good line today about. He was asked about trap games, and, and he said, "I, you know, I would tell you I buy into trap games, but not at Kentucky, not under John Calipari, that he doesn't let this team relax." And he said, "Because if the other team doesn't punch you in the mouth, John Calipari will punch you in the mouth, <laughs> figuratively, and not not literally, <laughs> not like Mike Rice <laughs> throwing basketballs at people. Nick Richards, high school yes. coach, by the way, uh, he's back coaching teenagers, and and I've actually talked to Mike Rice. He's he's good, and we got we got the." Chet White, we got the the uh, official UK <laughs> photographer in here taking pictures. Yeah, put your put your I gotta, athletic. I got to adjust my hat. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but no, Kenny, Kenny was great. And the the other thing uh, to tie it all back, you know, Tyler comments and Kenny's comments because you asked Tyler about what kind of dog he would be because oh, Kenny yeah. called him a dog, <laughs> Rottweiler. And he actually did one. He actually named one. Uh, I, I was stealing from Jerry because I feel like every year or two, Kenny or somebody brings up dog. And then uh, our our good friend Jerry Tipton gets going down the dog track and asking like <laughs> the dog track, you know, like what does dog mean? And I remember him asking somebody like, what kind of dog would you be? Uh, and I, feel, I think I feel like Jerry said he'd be a poodle or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, that but, was the other the moment uh, in the press conference that everybody, everybody was rolling when Kenny was talking about just a uh, just being a sh- oh white yeah white shooter. shooter and sure. Jerry Jerry said uh, that's that's hitting a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's a little it's a little too sounds a little too much like me. I'm a I'm a I'm just a white shooter who can't shoot. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so that's what I'm good for in basketball. I'm, I'm a white shot taker, not a white shot maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, coming up next, we are going to talk about Brad Calipari and preview Vandy uh, just a little bit. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. After we finished the last podcast, Kyle urgently texted me. I think it might have been in all caps with at least 17 exclamation points, and it said, we forgot to talk about Brad Calipari. And if you weren't paying attention to the bench at all and missed maybe some shots over there, you might be like, "What? why would they need to talk about brad calipari he didn't play a minute in the game well it was i kind of had uh, an idea something was coming because tj beisner of coachcal.com tweeted out no matter what happens i can guarantee brad calipari will be the best dressed man in the arena tonight yes. and when he walked out was That's, it like a 90s it's debatable uh, it depends on your fashion but i agreed with him i think he was the best dressed yeah it, it was, was a, a it was a it was uh Turtleneck and chain with tur- a blazer. Tur- yeah, a, a suit with a turtleneck. That, that's going back. I think that's probably that's early 90s. 90s. Early 90s, late 80s. Um, gold chain. It was slick. Interesting haircut. Um, he uh, Somebody called it a sling blade haircut on, oh, on Twitter. I, I thought you, it was terrific, though. I would, think he should wear a, a, a ridiculous, oh, over-the-top thing. Cause, because, like... And I wonder if this was sort of his response to, like, he was getting all this crap from people about how he, what he was wearing. He was wearing a, a sweat. He wore a couple hoodies yeah. on the sideline. They weren't team gear. He wasn't in his, you know, whatever. And people, you know, people have got to be mad about something. And his sisters were defending him, like, what the hell do you care our <laughs> brother's wearing on the sideline? So I like the idea that he's like, you know, I'm, nobody's going to be able to say I didn't dress up nice for this game. I'm going 
90s pulp fiction <laughs> he, he looked no like he looked, man <laughs> he looked like uh he was in color me bad yes yes or like some people posted the that that famous rock picture where he's in a black turtle yes, with a gold yes, chain that, that's uh that's similar to good, that uh he looked like he could have been in uh i don't know if they have a name for the band but the justin timberlake andy sandberg uh, when they do those SNL skits about putting things in boxes. In the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they also have a, a Mother's Day one. You Put can, the shoes in the box. You can Google those if you would so like. Uh, just make sure maybe you're not at work or you have a funny like a boss who likes funny things. Anyway. <laughs> Someone else uh, messaged me during that and did a side-by-side and said, <laughs> it was a picture of Frankenstein. <laughs> But it was, but uh, here, okay, so now we'll get to the actual reporting, because that's what we got to do here. Uh, I asked PJ Washington about it, and I actually sent out the clip. I think it was, a, I sent it out um, on my Twitter, at Curtis Birch, and he said, I like the turtleneck. Yeah. He goes, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to ask him where, where he got it from. I think it would be hilarious if, like, for the next road trip, the whole team goes it, turtlenecks it, and blazers and gold chains well, they like, have, coming off the bus. They have to do it this one because they're going to Florida on Saturday. Yeah, it'd be a little too warm. Yeah, it'd be warm them. down there, or they have to wait until the one after Florida. And they I, don't I, do matching outfits. It's, like, hilarious. Gosh, that Themed so outfits for every road trip. That would be See, so See, that's a good personality building. Like, it's a good story. <laughs> Where they could wear those Zubaz pants or whatever, <laughs> some game. Just, just take it all the way back to the up. 90s and yeah. just do some ridiculous things. All right, uh, we'll wrap real quick with a preview of Vandy. Uh, I think we talked about on the podcast, obviously, Vandy had uh, the the bad, I wouldn't say necessarily bad loss, but it hurt them to lose that game against Tennessee the way they did. Probably uh, took the last of the air out of their balloon. Yeah, that's what that's guess. that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think they've kind of, you know, you never want to accuse a team of throwing it in, but, yeah. I mean, you can understand why it, w- it would have been a little bit more concerned about individual players at this point than the team. I, I think it might have given them some hope of making the NCAA tournament to win that Tennessee game uh, with some of the games they had coming up. It's going to be a... I mean, they got to basically have to win the SEC yes, tournament at this, this point. Are they, are they what are because they're oh, they're Owen that that dropped them to Owen six I think in the that's league right, or one and six. Um, but, uh, no, I know they hadn't. Were won they a winless? Game. Okay, yeah, because um, and then of course they were they were in the SEC big. And they got run in that by Oklahoma. That's I can't remember. Who. Um, they got blown out in the Big, t- big yeah, Twelve so. SEC, um, which is another reason to think maybe they kind of yeah you know it was right on the heels of that game so but, so they can potentially bounce back they usually play well against kentucky it's a home it's game always it's always a nightmare for kentucky in that building like almost almost without fail even when they win there they'll have a 10 or 12 point lead and then lose it all and be you know trailing in the second half and have Ooh. to and they, that happened last year um it'll be a it'll probably be a challenge it's a nine o'clock game weeknight game it's it's usually a weekend game i feel like it's almost always the at Vanderbilt game is almost always a Saturday. Um, I assume people will show up. Well, that's what I was going to ask because um, you, as you, as you said earlier, you stayed with Hero the whole time, and I talked to quickly Emmanuel quickly for for a, a little bit, um, and I'll share what he had to say. Kyle has to go; he has another interview um, that he's going to do, so stay on the lookout for his work that will come from that on the Athletic. Um, but so I talked to quickly. And um, Emmanuel said that he kind of thought that there's a possibility that there could be a bunch of Kentucky fans there. And if 
you listened and watched that Tana- Tennessee Vanderbilt game, there were a lot of Tennessee fans there. Obviously, Tennessee is in the same state, but there are a lot of UK fans in Bowling Green, and they're very close. So, I would venture to guess there will be a really, really large contingent of UK fans in the building, and obviously that can kind of help. I'm interested to see how Tyler Hero plays on the road again. Uh, Kyle, so we will see all that. Kyle and I will both be at that game, I believe. I didn't double check with Kyle before he left here, um, but I'm pretty sure he'll be at the game. So be sure to be following along with both of us as we're in Nashville. I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Be sure to be following along at Locked On UK on Twitter and find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Um, Quick note, we are getting revved up for March Madness, as everybody listening to this knows. And right now, I we are offering some March Madness pricing. So if you are interested in advertising on this podcast, send us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. We'll get you all the information, um, setting up some stuff to where you'll have the run through the NCAA tournament and then through recruiting and NBA decision time. Based off of last year at this time when we were still doing the SEC Country podcast, there was a huge spike in numbers because, of course, everybody is interested at that time. So if you're listening to this, you know that there are a lot of people who probably come to your business uh, who also listen. So just think about it. Shoot us an email. It never hurts to get a little bit more information. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the show. Thanks to First Watch for sponsoring, and we will talk to you guys soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. If it is a big deal, you can hear it right here on the hold Locked On, on, on. Podcast Network. You're, uh, you're like, you cut out there. You're cutting out just a hair, enough to be like noticeable. <clears throat> Let's see.